0: Part three, Chapter twenty two of Bonaventure, a Prose Pastoral of Acadian Louisiana. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Bonaventure, a Prose Pastoral of Acadian Louisiana by George W. Cable. Part three, Chapter twenty two A Double Love Knot. Spanish Fort, West End, they're well enough, but if I might have one small part of New Orleans to take with me wherever I may wander in this earthly pilgrimage, I should ask for the old Carrollton Gardens. They lie near the farthest upper limit of the expanded city. I should want, of course, to include the levee under which runs one side of the garden's fence. Also the opposite shore of the Mississippi, with its just discernible plantation-houses behind their levee, and the great bend of the river itself, with the sun setting in unutterable gorgeousness behind the distant low-lying pecan groves of Nine Mile Point, and the bronzed and purpled waters kissing the very crown of the great turfed levee down under whose land side the gardens blossom and give forth their hundred perfumes and bird songs to the children and lovers that haunt their winding alleys of oleander jasmine loristine orange aloe and rose the grove of magnolia and oaks and come out upon the levee's top as the sun sinks, to catch the gentle breeze and see the twilight change to moonlight on the water. One evening, as I sat on one of the levee benches here, with one whose I am and who is mine beside me, we noticed on the water opposite us and near the farther shore a large skiff propelled with two pairs of oars, and containing besides the two rowers half a dozen passengers then i remembered that i had seen the same craft when it was farther down the stream the river is of a typical character about here coming around the upper bend the vast current sweeps across to this the carrollton side and strikes it just above the gardens with its incalculable gnawing tearing power Hence the very high levee here, the farther back the levee-builders are driven by the corroding waters, the lower the ground is under them, and the higher they must build to reach the height they reached before. From Carrollton the current rebounds, and, swinging over to the other shore, strikes it, boiling like a witch's cauldron, just above and along the place where you may descry the levee-lock of the company canal." I knew the waters all about there, and knew that this skiff full of passengers, some of whom we could see were women, having toiled through the seething current below, was now in a broad eddy, and, if it was about to cross the stream, would do so only after it had gone some hundred yards farther up the river. There it could cross almost with the current. And so it did i had forgotten it again when presently it showed itself with all its freight silhouetted against the crimson sky i said quickly i believe bonaventure deschamps is in that boat i was right the skiff landed and we saw its passengers step ashore they came along the levee's crown towards us by two by two Bonaventure was mated with a young Methodist preacher who had been my playmate in boyhood and who lived here in Carrollton. Behind him came Saint Pierre and Sidney, then followed Claude and Marguerite, and behind all Josephine and Tarbox. They had come, they explained to us, from a funeral at the head of the canal. They did not say the funeral of a friend, and yet I could see that every one of them, even the preacher, had shed tears. The others had thought it best and pleasantest to accompany the minister thus far towards his home, then take a turn in the gardens, and then take the horse cars for the city centre. Bonaventure and Sydney were to return next day by steamer to Belle Alliance and Grand Point. The thoughtful tarbox had procured bonaventure's presence at the inquest of the day before as the identifying witness thus to save zosphine that painful office. And yet it was of zosphine's own motion and by her sad insistence that she and her daughter followed the outcast to his grave. Yes, she had said, laying one hand in Bonaventure's and the other in Sidonie's, and speaking in the old Acadian tongue. When I was young and proud, I taught Tanaz to despise and tease him. I did not know then that I was such a coward myself. If I had been a better scholar, Bonaventure, when we used to go to school to the curé together, a better learner, not in the books merely, but in those things that are so much better than the things books teach, how different all might have been. Thank God Bonaventure one of us was. She turned to Sidonie to add, but that one was Bonaventure. We will all go to the funeral. We will all go and bury vain regrets with the dead. The influence of the sad office they had just performed was on the group still, as they paused to give us the words of greeting we coveted. Yet we could see that a certain sense of being very, very rich in happiness was on them all, though differently on every one. Zosphine wore the pear-shaped pearl. THE PREACHER SAID GOOD DAY AND STARTED DOWN THE STEPS THAT USED TO LEAD FROM THE levee DOWN ACROSS A PRETTY FOUNTAINED COURT AND INTO THE TOWN. BUT MY FRIEND TARBOX, FOR I MUST TELL YOU I LIKE TO CALL HIM MY FRIEND AND LIKE IT BETTER EVERY DAY, WE CAN'T ALL BE ONE SORT, YOU'D LIKE HIM IF YOU KNEW HIM AS I DO, MY FRIEND TARBOX BECKONED ME TO DETAIN HIM. CHRISTIAN I CALLED, THAT IS THE PREACHER'S REAL NAME, he turned back and met tarbox just where i stood they laid their arms across each other's shoulders in a very methodist way and i heard tarbox say i want to thank you once more we've put you to a good deal of trouble you gave us the best you had i'll never forget what you said about them who through fear of death are all their lifetimes subject to bondage i wish you were a catholic priest why so we could pay you for your trouble i don't think you ought to take it hard if you get a check in to-morrow's mail thy money survive with thee said the preacher is that all you want me to be a priest for isn't there another reason his eyes twinkled isn't there something else i could do for you-you or claude if i should turn priest yes said tarbox with grave lips but merry eyes we've both got to have one in fact they had two yet i have it from her husband himself that madame tarbox insists to this day always with the same sweet dignity that she never did say yes on the other hand, when Claude and Marguerite were kneeling at the altar, the proud St. Pierre Sr. spoke an audible and joyously impatient affirmative every time either of them was asked a question. When the time came for kissing, Sidonie, turning from both brides, kissed St. Pierre the more for that she kissed not Claude, then turned again and gave a tear with the kiss she gave to Zosaphine but the deepest gladdest tears at those nuptials were shed by bonaventure des champs end of part three chapter twenty two end of bonaventure a prose pastoral of acadian louisiana by george w cable